Welcome to the Mind Muscle Connection Podcast, a show that is dedicated to educating you on applying science-based training, nutrition, and mindset strategies from some of the top minds in the industry to help you build a leaner, stronger, and more confident self. I'm your host, Jeff Hain. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome to this episode of the Mind Muscle Connection podcast. Today is a solo episode and I have a very <clears throat> helpful and practical um, topic for you today. I think this will be super helpful uh, on the training side of things, obviously. Um, so let's dive into it. So what needs to be in your upper body training? Okay. Um, I feel like this is a very common, I don't necessarily get a lot of questions about this, but it's more so you know, a lot of people have a lot of confusion about, you know, how much should they do? What should they do when they train? You know, and I think sometimes I think the trap people fall on is they do a little too much uh, for certain movement patterns and it becomes kind of redundant and then you do too much. And then it's like, you could get away with doing a little bit less. Um, you know, you do more, you add a little of that, you add extra fatigue and that's not going to be great for building muscle. So like, this is going to do two things. This is going to help you limit overdoing certain things, but, and it's also going to ensure that you do the right things to give you more, just like well-balanced upper body. Um, so that's kind of the goal here, uh, with this. Um, if you need any insight on like what jump volume is, uh, I have an episode. I'm going to find it real quick. I did it with Jordan lips. One of those episodes. It is episode 86. Dang, that's crazy. It's almost 100 episodes ago already. Um, so episode 86 with Jordan Lips, we went over um, jump point. Okay, so let's dive into it. So well-balanced physique not only looks great, but it can also help you with common aches and pains, as well as helping your strength, right? Uh, for example, someone who does mostly chess, and then you sit at a desk all day, you can expect to have some sort of imbalance aesthetically and strength-wise. Um, this is going to cause some problems now and, and down the line. Um, I know... I used to do this. I used to hit my chest, you know, at least two to three times per week. You know, I'd skip out on things like uh, my pulling movements and not in legs, right? This led to frustration with my physique as well as aches and pains in my um, shoulders, right? I, I had a lot of just, uh, it was more so just overuse injury with the shoulders more than anything. Um, I think it just came down to doing too much volume for like pressing and stuff like that. But again, it led to a lot of frustration and some aches and pains and injuries as well. So we want to make sure that we get our basic movement patterns in, um, and then you can sprinkle on everything else based on your time and goals. Um, you know, these basic movement patterns are your foundation. And so while I'm on this topic, I'm only doing upper body. I will do lower body next week. Um, there's a couple basics that you need to do for lower body as well. Um, but you know, these are going to be your foundation. These, these are going to be the things that you want to make sure you're spending most, you're at least checking these off of the, you're checking the boxes for these. Um, and then again, once you have these dialed in, then you can start to add in extra stuff. And we'll talk about what that is today. Um, but without the foundation, you know, you are going to be on shaky ground throughout your training career. And so here are the four staple upper body patterns I program for all my clients. Okay. Um, and so it's going to be uh, horizontal pressing, vertical pressing, horizontal pulling and vertical pulling. Okay. Um, the goal is to pick at least one, two exercises from these four movement patterns and program them into your routine based on your goals and time. Um, 
And then you have some movements too, that we'll go over uh, that you probably shouldn't not go too long without, or should do if you have the time. Okay. And we'll talk about what those are. Um, and then lastly, we have movements that are purely on an individual basis. So we have three kind of tiers here of uh, exercises. So let's dive into our staples. Okay. So we have horizontal pressing. So think of this as pushing things away and straight out in front of you. Um, some common exercises are going to be things like incline bench, barbell bench, um, dumbbell incline bench, flat bench, close grip bench press, Smith machine, flat bench, Smith machine, incline bench, and then really any machine chest press as well you can throw in here. Okay. So this is mostly going to hit your chest, right? Um, in front delts too, and it will hit your triceps. This movement will hit your triceps a little bit, but as we, we will talk about here in a minute, we probably want to add another tricep exercise into the uh, equation here. So my favorite, uh, that I like to do is incline press. I really do like the incline press um, this really helps develop your upper chest and gives you that and gives your chest that armored look. A study by Chavez in 2020 looked at three groups, one doing just flat bench, one doing just incline, and then one doing a combo of both. They found that there was no difference in the mid and lower pecs in either groups. However, the group doing only incline bench gained the most muscle in their upper chest. So what that means is um, if you were to just pick one variation, incline press is probably going to be the one that you are going to check the most boxes off for your chest. Okay. So if you had to just choose one, that would probably be it is because it's going to hit that upper pec, but it's also going to hit the lower and mid pecs. Whereas like decline or was it decline? Okay. No, it was just a flat bench. Flat bench didn't hit the upper chest as well. However, it did hit the mid and lower pec. So again, if you want to, if you are, uh, don't have a lot of time and you just want to pick one incline bench is great because it does that. Um, However, I do like to include one incline variation and then one flat variation for overall chest development. And like I said earlier, horizontal pushing will work the triceps. However, it's probably best to include a direct tricep exercise as well. A study showed that bench press plus tricep extensions exercise was more effective at growing muscle in all the tricep muscle than just the bench press or triceps extension alone. So, um, Again, we probably, if we want to really develop the triceps, we probably want to make sure we add that extension tricep, some type of, and we'll talk about what that exercise looks like, but we probably want to add something like that in rather than just doing bench for our triceps. Okay. You again, if you are really limited on time, you could theoretically just do bench press or incline bench, like we talked about, but you're probably not going to maximize your triceps if you don't do a little bit of extra direct tricep work. Um, but again, th these are your basics. So we want to hit these first when doing horizontal pressing, work through a full range of motion. This means bringing the bar down in a controlled fashion all the way to your chest. Um, one of the biggest mistakes I see make is people doing like way too much weight for their bench presses and they kind of just hit their shoulders more. And that, that's where a lot of pain honestly comes from is people just kind of ego lifting. So make sure you're training with a good range of motion and, um, control as well. Um, and don't just ego lift. That's probably the biggest ego lift there is, is, is the bench press. That's why you also don't see a lot of people do a ton of, um, like incline either. Cause I feel like you have to do less weight. Uh, but as we know, incline really hits a lot there. So again, if you were strapped for time, just doing an incline press, going to be solid. It's going to hit all the chest, uh, muscles. But then if we also want to, um, again, I, I ideally I would get a incline and a flat pressing in there. So next we have vertical pushing. Okay. So this is any exercise that involves moving a weight up vertically in relation to your torso. So that it goes over your head or at least in that direction. Um, some common exercises, standing shoulder press, seated shoulder press. However, on the standing shoulder press, I'm really not a big fan of those anymore. The more I 
learn and more and learn about building muscle, you really want to be stable. And like when you do overhead press standing, you're just, you're not very stable. So it's not going to be great for building muscle. Okay. Um, you're not going to be able to recruit as many muscle fibers uh, by because you're going to have to, there's that balance aspect of it, right? And you have to stay stable and things like that. So probably going to opt for a seated shoulder press, high inclined bench press, machine shoulder press. Um, as I, as I just kind of mentioned, the more experience I get, the more I shy away from vertical pressing. And this is really as a whole, um, especially if muscle growth is your goal, in my opinion, that it adds a lot of wear and tear and fatigue for not much benefit. You can get most of your shoulder growth from horizontal pushing and hitting more delt work. I do, however, like programming overhead presses more for female clients. Here's a few reasons why most female clients don't care about getting a muscular chest. So that frees up more space for overhead pressing. They do want more developed shoulders though. Females also rarely ego lift. So they are more likely to stick to appropriate weights for overhead pressing. I do find that men tend to just freaking go way too heavy with their overhead pressing. I did the same thing. So like, I know that that's an issue. Females can also handle more volume than men on average. Um, so this is the other thing. So with the, with the, uh, horizontal pushing base uh, or yeah, horizontal pushing, vertical pushing, what did I say? Pressing horizontal pressing, either way, pushing, pressing, we're just not pulling. Right. Um, the, like the bench press inclined stuff that the horizontal that will hit your front delts as well on the anterior delts. And so the overhead press hits the anterior delt, anterior delts the most. However, as I mentioned, the anterior delts get hit in all pressing movements, um, as in all on all pulling movements will hit the posterior deltoids, which makes this movement not as effective for that part of the deltoid as well. So if you do overhead pressing and or lateral raises, then you should be golden with your delts, especially if you do incline pressing and your other pulling and pushing movements. Um, however, it is still a basic movement pattern. So if it's something you enjoy, then by all means, keep it in your routine. So I definitely would add in something like a, so you can do lateral raises to substitute for overhead pressing. And I certainly would make that uh, decision there. So um, we, uh, that, that would be that, that call that I would make there with that. Uh, basically I would ideally... <laughs> If you do like to do some overhead pressing, you know, maybe doing uh, one movement of that per week and then hitting like your uh, uh, lateral raises, like that's going to be solid for your uh, delts, front delts, um, mid, mid delts as well. Um, now for me, I do want to grow my mid delts, so I might do a little bit more volume there for that. But um, again, if you just do some lateral raises, that's going to be enough for your vertical pressing uh, and you don't even really have to do um, shoulder press, right? Uh so that's what that would fall under. And then we have horizontal pulling. Okay. So this is any exercise, moving a weight in towards your torso horizontally from straight out in front of you. Some common exercises are going to be things like bent rows, dumbbell bent row, chest support row, Smith machine row, um, cable row, any row machine. Um, if you decide to pick two exercises from here, doing a barbell or doing a dumbbell or barbell variation, and then the cable row is a, a great option. Um, the biggest thing when Choosing pull options is your technique. Don't make the mistake of loading up the weight to fuel your ego. Start light and develop a great mind-muscle connection to your back. Uh, good coaching cue for back exercises to think about your about using your hands as hooks and then driving your elbows up. Um, so this is a big thing there uh, that I, I feel like people get... They don't do great with their pulling. They don't develop the back they want because of like technique, right? Um, they're really just... When they're rowing, they're just trying to like get the weight from the bottom up top when really, like I said, you want to make sure you're really thinking about using your hands as a hooks and then you're driving your elbows up. Right. And that is going to require you to probably watch the weight. 
Also, uh, to go a little bit more on this, there are also two ways to manipulate what area of, of the back you bias. So driving your elbows closer to your hips will bias the lats more. Okay. So having them driving your elbows closer and having, so having your elbows closer to your body and driving them to your hips is going to be more lat focused. And then flaring your elbows out about 45 degrees is going to be a little bit more rear delt. And then a little bit of rhomboid upper back. And then when you flare them out more, it's going to be more rhomboid and a little bit of rear delt. Okay. Um, so basically to be safe, I would include one of each in your programming where you do a lat focus and a, um, upper back focus. Okay. Uh, just doing horizontal rows will hit the bicep slightly, but not enough to really maximize bicep growth. Okay. So they will hit them a little bit, but again, we want to make sure that's not, if you just do horizontal rows, you're not going to, or pulls, you're not really going to hit your, it's going to stimulate your biceps a little bit, but not very much. Okay. So that's the third, uh, one there. Right. And again, we, we have that movement, but we can break it down a little bit more to make it more upper back focused and more lat focus. Okay. Then we have vertical pulling. This is any exercise that involves moving the weight down vertically in relation to your torso so that you are pulling down from overhead. So some common exercises, pull-ups, lat pull-downs, chin-ups, machine-assisted pull-up, chin-up, and then any, any machine, right? Um, if you cannot do a proper body weight pull-up, don't stress. Most people, most people can't do one. Um, use the machine-assisted pull-up, chin-up to work on your strength and technique for uh, for the pull-up, okay? That's a that's a machine that a lot of people don't use, but it's really helpful to learn how to do pull-ups and, and to do it with good technique. Um, again, a good coaching cue is to, to engage your back more is to think about driving your elbows down and into your sides. Um, just like with the horizontal rows, if you want to bias the lats, you ideally want to uh, drive your elbows towards your hips. Um, if you want to bias the upper back, then slightly flare your elbows out. So if you want to hit your lats more, I like doing a neutral grip. Um, and again, driving your elbows to your hips. And then again, for upper back, you can do more of a, a regular grip. Um, but again, kind of having those elbows flared out slightly. There was a study by Gentel in 2015 that showed that vertical pulling might be sufficient for bicep growth. Okay. So however the, the bicep is in a, in a vertical pull, it does, it can stimulate the biceps enough, uh, to where you will see some growth there. Okay. Uh, so theoretically, again, if you do these four, you're going to hit pretty much everything. There's going to be a few things that aren't going to, like we could argue for a little bit more tricep work. And then we have other, um, and, and if you do vertical pulling, you might not have to do bicep training. So like we could argue that with these four things, you're going to be pretty much good to go with these four movements. You're going to be pretty, pretty much good to go again within these four. We could also argue for, you know, a couple different exercises, right? So for like for the horizontal pushing, you know, we could argue for incline, flat, um, for pressing, we could argue horizontal pressing. We could argue for overhead press and a dumbbell lateral raise, um, for horizontal pulling, we could argue for upper back, lower back variation. And then for vertical pulling, we could argue for again, upper back and uh, lat focus uh, for that as well. So let's talk about back training summary. So to sum up the back training, you want to include a horizontal and vertical pull, depending on time you could do. So this is where we could start to get a little uh, you can change things up a little bit. So depending on time, you could do two horizontal pulls, do an upper uh, back and lat focus, and then do two upper, uh, two vertical pulls, upper back and lat focus. Um, your next option could be doing one of each and just making sure one is lat focus and the, and the upper back focus. So like maybe for example, for your horizontal pull, you do it for upper back. And then for your vertical pull, you do lat focus, right? So that way you have both, or you could do two in one. So maybe you do two horizontal 
um, where one's upper back and one's lat, and then you do one vertical and then change it next, the next training phase. Okay. But these are the four basic exercises of every body training routine. If you're short on time, doing these four movement patterns will be a great foundation and you will get fantastic results. But if you have more time to dedicate to the gym, or maybe you just want some bigger arms, then you can also incorporate the accessory accessory movements below. And I still like to include these for most people, right? But if time is a concern, then maybe not. So exercises that you should do if you have the time. So these are exercises that you probably should include in your training to really get a developed upper body. Um, however, time is a concern for some people, so it may not be um, as feasible. So this is also an exercise that you should do if you have time and you want to see these particular muscles muscles grow. If you're like, you know what, I'm not super concerned about my arms, then maybe you just do the basic movement patterns and then maybe one of these other ones, right? Um, so let's dive into it. So the first is biceps. Okay. So this is really with the biceps, it's just going to be any type of curling. Okay. So it's also called elbow flexion. So as I mentioned earlier, vertical pulling could not for sure, but it could be enough for your biceps and horizontal pulling will hit the biceps slightly. Okay. So you will get some, uh, bicep growth from hitting those two things. So if you're short on time, your foundation will be covered here. However, if you have more time or want bigger arms, it's a good idea to throw in some curling exercises to build bigger arms. So we got things like dumbbell curls, straight bar curls, seated bicep curl, inclined seated curl, cable curl. So with that, again, we just want to do some type of curling. Probably want to do one that's like in the lengthened position and one that's in the shortened position. So like lengthened would be like a dumbbell incline curl and then like a regular dumbbell bicep curl, right? Those are options for you. Um, studies show that a strong mind-muscle connection is more beneficial for upper body training than lower body. And this comes from Schoenfeld 2019 in his uh, muscle hypertrophy book. Then we have the triceps. So we kind of talked about this earlier, the movement pattern that associate that is associated with tricep exercises is elbow extension. The triceps will indirectly get hit with any pressing movement as mentioned earlier. So if you're short on time, your baseline will be covered. Um, however, if you want to get bigger arms and have the time, it's a good idea to throw in some tricep exercises into your routine. Um, also with these, remember too, we talked about pressing is going to hit your triceps, but they were, they saw more muscle growth in people that did bench press and tricep extension. So it's probably a good idea to throw this in on top of it. Okay. Um, so common exercises, dips, skull crushers, uh, you know, anything like tricep rope, press down, uh, cross cable, tricep extension. There's a lot of new stuff from N1 that they have for triceps that I think are great. Um, so yeah, those would be your, uh, that would be the, the, what you would do for the triceps. Then we have side delts. Uh, when people want to grow their shoulders, you know, they think of overhead presses and front raises, right. And they will help build your shoulders. Um, but you also want to make sure you are doing some delt training. Okay. So this is what's really going to give your, uh, shoulders at like 3d look. Okay. Um, so again, machine lateral raises, cable lateral raises, seated lateral raise, um, dumbbell lateral raises, right. Different things like that. Uh, But as I mentioned earlier, if you want to forego overhead pressing and replace with lateral raises, then that is, you will likely be fine with overall shoulder development. Um, so right now this phase, I am doing one overhead pressing movement, but before that I was really just doing lateral raises. And honestly, that, like we talked about, that theoretically could be your vertical pressing. So use that, um, there, there with that, right. So use that, but 
we do want to make sure we probably throw in if we if we do want to really develop our shoulders, we do probably want to make sure we work our side delts and throw in some like lateral raises. Okay, um, so those are going to be kind of those exercises that you want to use if you have the time. And then lastly, we have next we have exercises we use on an individual basis. So think of these exercises as icing on the cake. If you don't have a lot of time, then you can likely forego these. Um, the other time you would use these exercises would be if you want to directly bring up the muscle groups. Okay, so first we have shrugs. So you can get some upper trap work from things like lateral raises and deadlift, but it isn't as, um, I'm reading this from my blog and like, literally that's a second time that as changed to ass and I had to change it. I don't know why it, it was doing that anyways. Um, there's a lot of errors in, in this actually, in this one. Um, anyway, so Again, you can get some upper trap work from things like lateral raises and deadlift, but it isn't as effective as shrugs. So if you want to develop your upper traps, then you do want to add in some shrugs. Okay. So this is, you know, this is where we start to get into these like muscle groups of people like, oh, you don't ever have to train them. And theoretically you don't, but if you want them to grow and you don't like the way they look, this is where you probably want to add in a little bit more. Okay. So dumbbell shrugs, barbell shrugs, machine shrugs, seated shrugs. The next one is rear delts. Okay. So this is one thing I have recently changed my mind on your rear delts get hit a lot in all pulling movements. However, if you want to build more rear delts, then you can train them a little bit more in isolation. Okay. So this is like cable face poles, rear delt rows, rear delt fly, anything that rear delt is in it. Right. Um, but you do get your rear delts hit a lot by pulling. So this is actually not as needed as I once thought. Um, but it is nice to, if you can, if you want to develop that, to add some of this in forearms. So we have forearms, your forearms are active in pretty much every lift. However, if you want to develop your forearms more, you can include some uh, direct forearm work there, uh, like wrist curls. Uh, those will really probably be the, the biggest things, dumbbell wrist curls, uh, barbell wrist curls. Then we have pullovers. Okay. So the pullovers is, is in a, a unique movement that hits the pecs, lats, and long head of the triceps. This is another movement that can be added in on an individual basis. If you uh, want to add in something different for your uh, lats. Then we have abs. Okay. Abs are another muscle group that will get indirectly hit with many movements. However, if you want to build your abs and adding in some direct ab work will help. So really for any of these movements that I just talked about, starting with three to six sets per week is great and will be enough. For some, you may have to go a bit higher, but start with three to six. So like if you're going to do abs, start with three to six sets per, per week. You don't need to do any more than that getting started. Same thing with forearms, like do three to six sets of that. You probably don't need to do anything more than that. Pullovers, same thing, three to six sets. Shrugs, three to six, six sets. You could do that in two exercises. You could do that in, in one, right? Like maybe you start out with just one, you do it for three to four sets a week. Boom. That's it. That's all you need to do, right? You don't have to do crazy amount of, um, ab work to get abs start there and then do that. Okay. So how to program. So basically you'd want to do six to 12 sets per week on each staple movement. Um, and then go from there. Okay. So So for most all my clients, I like to use a three-day routine or a four-day upper lower split. Um, but so, okay. So basically what I'm trying to say here is that we, four days is probably going to be what most people do. Uh, that to me, that's like the sweet spot, right? Like some people do three, some people will do five, but four seems to be the sweet spot starting out. I like to do an upper lower split. And then from there we change it based on needs, right? Like, so for example, you know, you're going to start with two days, upper, lower split for some people, you're going to see a little bit of upper, uh, in those, in the lower day, but it's going to be towards the end. Um, but how, then you can start to mold it, right? Like, so for example, for me, it's like four, four, uh, four days right now, 
but it's three upper one, one lower. Right. And that's because my legs are super responsive to training. And I also don't really care about growing my legs anymore. So like one day is enough for them. Right. I can spend the rest of the rest of the time on my upper body. Um, for some people it could be the opposite, right? They might need three like leg focused days and one upper, maybe throw a little upper in on one of the lower days. Right. But that's you basically three day, four day split. And then, so again, you would pick six to 12 sets per week on each staple movement and probably as well as, um, on the like triceps and biceps as well, you would probably do six to 12 sets. And then again, for the stuff that you, and ideally you probably, if it's more than six sets, you probably would split that up. Honestly, I'd split it up into two days, no matter what, um, you know, split those six to 12 sets up into two days. And then again, if you have the time and you want to throw in, you know, the exercises based on individual needs, like rear delts, abs, traps, stuff like that. Again, start with three to six sets Again, probably closer to that lower uh, range, the three sets. And then from there, you just, you start, you do that for a little while and then you start to add if, if, if needed. Right. Um, so that's pretty much how you would go about it. And those are going to be your movements that you need to include in your upper body training. That's going to give you the physique you want, um, give you that nice balanced physique. So that's it for this episode. Um, next week I will do the legs. Um, if you have any questions on this, please let me know. And I will talk to you guys soon. Thank you for listening. If you want more free content like this, follow me on Instagram at jeffh91 underscore or visit jhhealth.net. See you next time.